SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Just a few days away from the start of the divisional round in the National Football League postseason. A full preview and breakdown of every line, number, spread, and total you need to know for this upcoming divisional weekend in the NFL. And the storylines affecting those numbers as we stand. Just about two days away from the start of the divisional round on Saturday. We break it all down here on a Thursday edition of the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens. NFL Divisional Weekend is on the horizon certainly, but we also will go around the association, a ton of basketball on today's show. A check in the NBA, also college hoops. A big night last night. An even bigger one, especially out on the West Coast on this Thursday slate as well. We'll get some sports business perspective from our sports professor, Rick Horro. We'll even go down under. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie for the Australian Open. Sorry for doing the Australian accent this early on. But anyway, we will have some fun in a check on the Australian Open where the value is on the board now that some of the drama surrounding this major championship to start the year in tennis is out of the way. All of that on this Thursday right here on Sports Grid in the morning after. Let's begin by looking at some of the headlines and the news and notes you need to know entering the NFL divisional round this weekend. Eight teams left, four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. The nightcap on Saturday, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers meeting for the ninth time in postseason history, tied for the most meetups in the NFL playoffs in the entire history of the league. Right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Green Bay Packers, a six-point favorite. The over-under stands currently at 47 points. The line working in Green Bay's favor opened at 5.5, dipped all the way to 4.5 earlier in the week, now at 6 Nearing that touchdown spread, the key number of seven in the NFL. The over-under opened at 48 and a hook, already down by a point and a half to where it stands currently at 47. The news and notes that you need to know about these numbers mainly pertain to the San Francisco 49ers. We all know that Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback for SF, dealing with an injured thumb on his right throwing hand and some wrist injuries as well on that right side, well... Let's add another injury for Jimmy Garoppolo. In the second quarter of Wild Card Weekend against the Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a shoulder sprain to that right-throwing shoulder. He said it affected nearly every throw that he made from that point on in the matchup in Dallas on Sunday afternoon. Kyle Shanahan, his head coach, saying it wasn't that big of a deal. But now, even more injury concern for Jimmy Garoppolo already dealing with that injury to his right thumb. So this is going into what we can expect Saturday night at Lambeau Field. Not what you were hoping for if you're a 49ers fan or backer. The biggest spread of the weekend is Saturday night in Green Bay, Wisconsin, with the Packers laying six. Every other number hovering around that key number of three or 
even dipping below where that stands right now. So this number being dedicated and being dictated probably by some of this news we are getting out of San Francisco and the injury concerns around their quarterback in Jimmy G. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here the opening hour of the morning after on this Thursday. Sirius XM Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. NFL Divisional Weekend just two days away. A doubleheader on Saturday that is capped off by the night game in prime time at Lambeau Field the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers the Packers currently laying six on the FanDuel Sportsbook a few of the trends you need to know for this game as well Green Bay this year 12 and 5 against the spread the second best ATS mark in the entire National Football League they were a favorite in 13 of 17 games 8 and 5 against the number and in the regular season in eight home games Green Bay a perfect 8-0 straight up, 7-1 against the number at home as well, covering by an average margin of nearly 6.5 points per game. Now, San Francisco, including last weekend in Super Wild Card Weekend, only an underdog four times this year, but three of those four games, San Francisco won outright. Three against divisional foes from the NFC West, and then last weekend against the Dallas Cowboys. So we will see exactly what San Francisco brings and some of those injury concerns around Jimmy G, obviously going to play in this NFC divisional round matchup against the Green Bay Packers with a trip to the NFC championship game on the line. On the other side for Green Bay, one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite longtime targets is back. After abdominal surgery for Randall Cobb, he has already made his way back and he has been activated off injured reserve by the Green Bay Packers. In just about 12 games this year, 39 targets, 28 receptions for Randall Cobb, 375 yards in total, and also five receiving touchdowns. The reason? He's averaging 13.4 yards per catch this year, a long of 54, one of Aaron's favorite targets. In fact, the second longest average of yard per grab on the entire Green Bay Packers, only trailing Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS as well. So the injury notes that you need to know as we approach Divisional Weekend, and again, it's the biggest spread at Lambeau Field of the entire weekend in the Divisional Round. The Packers laying six against the San Francisco 49ers. The number one overall seed taking on the number six seed. The ninth time in postseason history these two franchises have met. That's tied for the most in NFL history. We'd set that to the side for now and go around the association in the NBA up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. NFL Divisional Weekend is on the horizon for sure, but right now, it's time to go around the association in the NBA. A jam-packed slate yesterday on a Wednesday night, and we bring you up to speed on what you need to know, because as football comes to a close, you'll start paying more and more attention to the National Basketball Association. But we're almost 50 games into this season out of the 82 regular season games that we have scheduled in the NBA this year. And one of the hottest teams at the moment, at least entering last night in Milwaukee, 
the Memphis Grizzlies. They entered last night winning 12 of their last 13 games, covering in nine of their last 10 games, taking on a Bucks team that had lost six of its last eight games and had not covered as a true favorite since New Year's Day. So, of course, with Milwaukee laying seven, seven and a half points at home, it seemed like, what is this spread even doing? That number makes absolutely zero sense. A reminder for you here. If a number doesn't make sense, there's a reason it doesn't make sense. And maybe lean into that because the Bucks cover and win last night by 12 points at home, 126-114 over the Memphis Grizzlies, covering as a seven and a half point home favorite again Memphis had won 12 of their last 13 entering last night they had covered in nine of their last 10 and as a true favorite the Milwaukee Bucks had not covered a spread since January 1st New Year's Day it's now January 20th of this month and yet Milwaukee takes care of business last night at home they have been a favorite in 35 of 47 games this year yeah 47 games nearing 50 games in this NBA season in Milwaukee as a favorite in those 35 contests 17 and 18 against the number Memphis still the third best cover percentage in the third best ATS mark in the NBA 30 and 17 against the spread so far this year some great performances from two of the favorites to win the NBA MVP this year Giannis last night 33 points 15 boards seven assists John Morant also 33 points 14 assists in eight rebounds. Giannis right now, the second best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Most Valuable Player Award at plus 360. Only less than $2 away now behind Steph Curry, who is the favorite at plus 180. John Morant, the fifth best odds to win the MVP. His number is getting shorter and shorter by the day. Now 14 to 1 on FanDuel is John Morant to win the NBA MVP. Elsewhere last night in the Eastern Conference, in the nation's capital, in their second game without Kevin Durant in the second game of what will be many over this next month, month and a half, the Nets barely, I mean barely, eked out a win last night against the Washington Wizards, 119-118. The Nets closing as a one-point underdog, the second straight game, Brooklyn booked as an underdog, the second straight game without Kevin Durant, only the seventh time this year the Nets have even been booked as a dog. They win outright as a very short one-point dog last night on the road. But as a dog this year, now 5-2 and two against the number, and they have been pretty good covering those numbers and winning outright in their covers so far this year. I think, in fact, in all five covers, the Nets have won outright as an underdog. The Wizards had a chance very late in this game. Brooklyn had a 12-point lead at the break. Washington storms back to make it a contest in the fourth quarter. They had two opportunities in the final possession of the game. Both Kyle Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie trying to give them the win, missing on some three-point attempts. So the Nets hold on for the one-point victory. Kyrie Irving last night on the road, where is the only place at the moment. Kyrie can suit up for Brooklyn, 30 points. Seven assists. James Harden, meanwhile, 18 points, nine dimes, eight boards, total of 235, and a hook goes over. Now, Washington, meanwhile, as a favorite, and a very short favorite last night, but still a favorite, not covering in their last six games as a favorite. In fact, have the worst cover percentage as a favorite all year long in the NBA, just 7-15 and 15 against the number. As we continue to go around the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls battling with the Nets for that top spot in the entire side of that league, but they had lost four straight games entering last night at home at the United Center against a Cleveland Cavaliers team that had won 
Five straight games. Well, the Bulls end that four-game skid last night, winning 117-104 over the Cleveland Cavaliers, winning outright as a three-point underdog at home. The Bulls are kind of banged up right now. No Zach Levine at the moment, no Lonzo Ball, but they still get a win. Thanks to DeMar DeRozan, a game-high 30 points, and Nikola Vucevic adding 24 points, 12 boards as well. Io DeSumo, who you will see there as well, 18 points For the Chicago Bulls, the outstanding rookie out of the University of Illinois, three of four from deep last night from Io as well. So snaps a four-game losing skid for Chicago on one side. They had been a dog in four of their last five games. They've only covered twice in that four-game span as an underdog, winning outright for the first time last night over the total last night for the fourth time in the last five games for the Chicago Bulls. It also, if it snapped a four-game losing skid for the Bulls, it snapped a five-game winning streak for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Cavs still the best cover percentage in the entire NBA, 67.4% of Cleveland's games this year. The Cavs have covered. And because of that, you won't see much of a change to the Eastern Conference odds. Not much moves in the conference title market based on any given night, on any Given result, the Brooklyn Nets still without Kevin Durant, a very short favorite at plus 135. They got a win last night, of course, on the road in Washington. The Bucks took care of their home court against a red-hot Memphis Grizzlies team. They have the second-best odds at plus 300. Miami Heat, another win last night, the third-best odds at plus 550. There you will see the Chicago Bulls snapping that four-game losing skid. Tied for the fourth-best odds in the East at 10-1. to And you will also see the Philadelphia 76ers at plus 1,000. A huge game last night for Joel Embiid. A 50-point, 12-rebound performance in only 27 minutes for the Sixers against the Orlando Magic. Philly covering as an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. Part of very good times for Philly right now. The Sixers have won 10 of their last 12 games. And again, tied for the fourth-best odds to win the Eastern Conference right now. A pretty far drop-off after that to the Cleveland Cavaliers at 33-1. to And that's how the Eastern Conference shakes out right now as things stand currently past now the midway point of this NBA season. Elsewhere, out in the Western Conference, if the Grizzlies are one of the hottest teams in the NBA, having won 12 of their last 14, the team that ended an 11-game win streak for Memphis over the weekend, the Dallas Mavericks, who are also playing very good basketball the Mavs winning their fourth straight game last night at home against the Toronto Raptors 102 98 also Dallas's 10th win in their last 11 games behind a huge night from Luka Doncic 41 points 14 rebounds seven assists to lead the Mavericks to a four-point victory pushing the spread that finished at four points in the Mavs' favor. Also, though, when you think about betting trends for the Dallas Mavericks, you need to be thinking unders and unders in a big way. Another total going under last night for Dallas, the sixth straight under for the Mavericks, 11 of their last 12 games. A lot of those wins for the Mavs have all hit the under. Dallas has the highest under percentage in the NBA, nearly 70% of the Mavericks' games so far falling to the under of a total. In fact, they have 30 total unders this year, the most in the entire association. The Raptors, meanwhile, just an interesting thing here based on trends, have been a very streaky team as of late. After a six-game winning streak a couple of weeks ago, they have now lost four of their last five. They have also played six straight unders, and this comes after a streak where Toronto played 10 straight 
over. So the Raptors, a rather streaky team at the moment. Later on in this show, when we get to hour number three, we'll touch on some more games out from the West Coast last night featuring the two teams that play their basketball in Los Angeles. Very interesting times for the Lakers who fall below 500 yet again with a loss at home to the Indiana Pacers last night. And Russell Westbrook was benched late in that fourth quarter by Frank Vogel, who might be coaching his final couple of games in Los Angeles. Plenty to bring you around the association, but we go back to get you set for divisional weekend in the NFC up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. The best weekend of the football calendar is just a mere two days away. The divisional round in the NFL. Four great matchups. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday that will decide the two teams left to contend for a conference crown in both the AFC and the NFC. And that's where we begin in the NFC. And joining us here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159 right now to help us break it all down is Fantasy Sports Today's Craig Mish. You can catch him all across the grid and FST each and every weekday starting at noon Eastern time following us here on morning after. Craig, how excited are you for Divisional Weekend in the NFL? Well, Ben, I'm excited because it really can't get much worse than last week. My gosh, like uh, I think I was intrigued for about two of the four, eight, 12, 16, 20, 24, uh, 28 hours, I think, of, of watching football. So hopefully we get better games. Uh, you know, last week with the Raiders and Bengals, you know, I was like, OK, well, I mean, this game was fine, but we're going to get a lot more games like this or better. And we simply did not. So hoping for better uh, intrigue in the fourth quarter, I guess that'd be my my analysis here yeah I mean the only great game that was exciting really from the entirety of it especially in the second half the Niners and the Cowboys late in that game on Sunday afternoon in Dallas the Bengals and the Raiders was close Las Vegas had a chance at the end but the storyline of that game was the referees and that's never what we want on not so super wild card weekend in the NFL but now the divisional round where it's the cream of the crop and we hope for more exciting games. What we know, Craig, is that we will have history at Lambeau Field on Saturday night. For the ninth time in postseason history between these two organizations, tied for the most in NFL history, it will be the San Francisco 49ers facing off against the Green Bay Packers. The biggest spread of the weekend in favor of the number one overall seed in the NFC. The Packers laying six at home, Craig, against the Niners in over-under right now on FanDuel of 47 points. A big-picture perspective here. How do you approach this matchup on Saturday night? Yeah, you know, this is it's interesting because uh, I was I was at the divisional game that the Packers played many years ago against the Buccaneers. It's one of my uh, memories covering the NFL very, very distinctly where, uh, you know, just how cold it was, just how difficult it was to play there. And, of course, the Packers, I think that season, if I'm not mistaken, did go on to win the Super Bowl. This is when uh, Brett Favre, Reggie White, and that cast of characters was there. 
But, you know, for me, this one really isn't as much about the Packers as it is uh, about the 49ers, who I think have had this this wonderful run of games at the end of the season, basically having to win in the final game down 17-0 to make the playoffs, having to you know, basically survive last week in Dallas. You know, they, they play very well for three quarters, and then at the end, you could say what you want about that game. But, you know, for me, Ben, in terms of wagering, the, the, you know, there are a few equalizers in, in terms of doing this. One is, you know, blind betting Monday night football, which always seems to come in in terms of the home underdog. That's always a very good bet. The unders on Thursday night. And then the other thing is the third straight road game for for teams in the NFL. And that's where we stand here with the 49ers. And usually I feel like when that happens, you have a look, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I think you have a better chance of winning than losing by fading that team that's on the third straight road game. So simply put, I'm going to do that this week. Uh, history also in the past, at the very least, was basically taking the home team off a bye week in the divisional round. Now, of course, last week in the NFL, it was taking all the underdogs that did not work out. So you can't just simply say that's going to happen again just because history showed you that. But history does tell me that third straight road game for an NFL team doesn't bode well. Going to take the Packers minus the five and a half or six this week. Craig, I think that's very spot on. And that's another wrinkle to add in here. Of course, Green Bay, the number one seed in the NFC, they had that bye week to get healthier for Aaron Rodgers to rest that infamous toe that he says is now back to 100%. He's been practicing during the middle of the week. It's something he has not done really most of this season. They get Randall Cobb back activated off the IR. Jair Alexander, a couple of more games as well on the defensive side for Green Bay. Based on history, it's been the Niners in control of this series in the postseason, especially in the last decade since Aaron Rodgers took over as the quarterback in Green Bay. The Niners have won all three matchups in the past decade, including the most recent one with Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, the 2019 NFC Championship game. But when you look at this from a perspective of the Green Bay Packers, as a good team against the spread, 12-5 and five against the number this year. And Craig, what's interesting about this game, up on Saturday night, there's no props out yet except for the anytime touchdown score prop. So you will see guys like Devontae Adams and their price there finding the end zone. Alan Lazard trying to do the Lambeau leap. Devontae right now, the best price on FanDuel at minus 140 to find Pater. 11 total touchdowns for Devontae Adams this year. He scored in four straight games, Craig, prior to that regular season finale against the Detroit Lions. On Fantasy Sports today, you guys go through fantasy implications, which obviously tied into the prop market as well. What are your thoughts on the anytime touchdown scoring prop market? Well, you know, a couple of standout. Obviously, you know, to lay an anytime touchdown at this stage, and I, and I think, honestly, look, I mean, Ben, we're at the point where things are very sharp and tight with these games. There's only four games left. You're not going to get huge advantages in this market. And anybody who says they that you are uh, is kidding themselves. They didn't pay attention to week mm. three, week seven, week eight, week ten. I mean, right now you're getting minus 135 on Devontae Adams. I mean, there's no value there in taking that as an anytime score. So naturally closer to that is, is Debo Samuel, who has had this historical run throughout the season. My favorite player going into the fantasy football season on fantasy sports mm. today. Very proud of that prediction going into the season, too. <laughs> uh, it might have 105 there. 
Uh, is there a ton of value taking a minus? No. So what you're looking for is a little plus money if you can get it. You can get some plus money on A.J. Dillon. Naturally, I think that he has been more or less their goal line back uh, over the course of the season and down the stretch. So that would be one plus market that I would look at. And then, you know, obviously the other one is that it's very surprising to me, and I was wrong about this last week too. I just can't believe that the volume has gone down so significantly for George Kittle. Kittle, who really has carried the 49ers at different times in wins and in losses, is getting almost you know two to one on this. So the only unfortunate part, it seems like, Ben, is that near the goal line, Kittle essentially is not a target. It's almost like he's got to be like 40 yards out and breaking tackles to get mm-hmm. into the end zone. But the, the one player on the side of, of the Packers would be Dylan. And then I would take a shot with, with uh, Kittle. I can't believe that the 49ers season is going to continue or end with him getting such little volume. It's surprising. It very much is, but a lot of that has been the Debo Samuel show, who has scored eight of the last nine games that he has played for San Francisco. Also, when you think about plus money, and that's a great area to look in the anytime touchdown score prop market because it is still, you could have a great game, but finding the end zone, a rather random event, Elijah Mitchell, the other running back for San Francisco, plus 135 yesterday, now down to just plus 120, but he has scored for the Niners in four of their last five games now the props are starting to come back up on the FanDuel Sportsbook for Green Bay and San Francisco you will look and you will see player interceptions Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a pick on Saturday night against the Packers minus 148 to the yes the other game in the NFC Craig is the first game up on Sunday afternoon the reigning NFC champs and of course the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Los Angeles Rams a three-point spread right now in favor of Tampa the over under 48 in a hook Craig we saw this matchup back in week number three of the regular season and in that game the Rams went into Tampa and handed the Bucks their only home loss throughout the entirety of this season what can we expect on Sunday afternoon between these two sides once again yeah, I, I think, look, offensive line-wise for Tampa, got to make sure that we're just playing. We know Jensen will. So, I mean, I think that's a crucial part of this. The only thing that Brady has, I mean, if you look at through the years, the times that he did not either win the Super Bowl or advance to the Super Bowl, which feels like it was like less than half the time, it feels like in his career, uh, you know, was what he's getting sacked. And I guess you could probably look at every yeah. quarterback like that and say, yeah, well, when there was pressure, the, the player didn't do well. But this is essentially the only time that Brady has not succeeded. Uh, Up the middle pressure, very important in this game. Obviously, Aaron Donald is a big part of what the Rams scheme and what they do. Uh, But but look, in this stage, you know, I like like the Packers more than I like any side, I would say, in this game. Uh, You know, I I think the line probably sticks right at three all week long, so there's really no value in betting it now. You probably could wait until game day to see if Worfs is active and he's going to play. Slight lean maybe to the Rams here a little bit. And if you said, well, why bet the, why not just bet the money line here? I, I don't think there's any value here. I think, honestly, it would be better to take the points. Could come down to a last-minute field goal. Uh, you, know, it, you know, two teams that aren't afraid to go for two points also so that the game could get upside down a little bit. So slight lean toward the plus three and, and not just as simple as taking the plus 124 on the money line here, Ben. I would take the points. Yeah, I think the number is very, very sharp right now. If it comes down to two and a half, I think it gets bat- back up to three in favor of the Bucks, where it stands. You can also look at the quarterback comparison of this game. Of course, Tom Brady at the tender age of 44 years old going up against Matthew Stafford, getting his first playoff win on Monday night. Tom Brady has something like 35 
postseason wins. And right now, the passing yards props for both of these guys are out on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Tom, a little bit higher than Matthew Stafford, 286 in a hook. Matthew Stafford, 279 and a half. Matthew Stafford over in 10 of the first 13 games over this number in the start of this NFL season, but only over once in the last five games. Tom Brady not over on Super Wild Card Weekend this number against the Eagles, but over in four of his final six to end out the regular season. I would also look, and we will discuss this tomorrow, for the passing attempts prop for Tom Brady as we get closer to this game on Sunday afternoon. To the AFC side of things, up next here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Both conferences and all the angles and edges you need to know. Entering the divisional weekend in the NFL right here on the morning after on a Thursday on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid Network for a second straight segment joined by FST's Craig Mish. I am Ben Stevens. So Craig, let's go over to the AFC in the most marquee matchup potentially of the entire weekend that will be Sunday night football to round out divisional weekend inside Arrowhead Stadium the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills right now KC a very short favorite in fact the shortest spread of the entire four game slate we have this weekend only one and a half points in favor of the Chiefs the over under also the highest of the weekend slate as well 50 four in a hook Craig we saw Buffalo week number five as an underdog go into Arrowhead and get an outright victory winning 38 to 20 these two teams know each other well in postseason and regular season past what can we expect on Sunday night between the Chiefs and the Bills Hopefully we can expect the game of the year in the NFL. I mean, I guess that's what we're hoping, and the total indicates this. The spread indicates this, too, and my guess has been that we're going to kick off on Sunday night, and this game's going to be pick em. It sure feels like that's the direction that we're headed here. So if you want to take the Bills, you probably got to do it now. Um, I, I still see some twos out there, but you're right on FanDuel. I see minus, uh, minus one and a half. So, look, this, this is one of those – interesting games because the narrative of sports ben is that you can't just flip the switch but yet doesn't it feel like these two teams have just flipped the switch it's like you know <laughs> i guess hearing that is, is sort of false the, the chiefs to me slept walk through what half the season at least buffalo it yeah. feels like they've been sleepwalking through the first half of almost every game this season outside of the one against new england so i'm hoping for a really good game i'm hoping for a final possession where Bass or Butker is attempting a field goal at the end of the game. If that's the case, I probably would side toward the Chiefs. Bass has had some issues, of course, kicking extra points and and somewhat on field goals this season. Hasn't been as consistent as, as I guess, Butker has. So uh, I, I'm going to push a narrative in a direction that I don't normally want to go. We saw a lot of unders last week in the wild card round. I'm going to hope and, and really think that this game is the game that we're expecting, a 36-34, 37-31, uh, you know, nine touchdowns scored in the game, something insane. Uh, I'll lean toward the over 
54 and a half. Now, you know, for anybody who watches me on this network or anywhere else, I have no issues betting unders. I definitely think that it is more profitable to do it than not. Uh, but we saw so many unders last week in the wild card uh, yeah. round. So I'm going to I'm going to lean toward an over here and the game of the year in the NFL. Got to hope for it, Ben. I've been waiting for it. We really do got to hope for it because this is what a lot of people feel is the true AFC championship game matchup because right now on FanDuel, both the Chiefs and the Bills, the first and second shortest odds to win the conference crown in the AFC. The Chiefs, the favorites, at plus 165. The Bills at plus 230 with the second best price. That first matchup between these two in the regular season certainly had some points. 38 scored by Buffalo, 20 by Kansas City and in that matchup it also went over a total that was booked at 56 and a half maybe even got to 57 in some spots by the time we got to that kick also on a Sunday night in Arrowhead and one of the things Craig that I think when you speak about flipping a switch that I point to the most especially for Buffalo here over the past month is a new creative and dynamic ground game the rushing attack for the Bills has really expanded what that offensive attack can do we saw that last week when buffalo ran for 174 yards against a good rushing defense in the new england patriots and the chiefs who ranked 19th out of 32 in rushing defense this year will have their work cut out for them on sunday so a lot of people might look at the props market for this game and focus on the passing yards props between patrick mahomes and josh allen in fact craig i want to look at the rushing yards props right now on fanduel for both quarterbacks listed and then of course Devin Singletary, the running back for Buffalo. Notice, no running back listed as of yet for Kansas City, still awaiting to see if Clyde Edwards-Alaire will be there, if Daryl Williams is fully healthy, or will they turn more to Jarek McKinnon, who had a huge game against the Steelers on Super Wild Card Weekend. Now, Josh Allen, Craig, has gone over this number that you see there of 46 and a hook in four of the final five games in the regular season, and both Devin Singletary and Josh Allen over these numbers in that first matchup of this postseason against the New England Patriots. The ground game is really where I think Buffalo has taken great strides in the last month. They, they are, but, you know, the thing is, Ben, is that they've been leading in games and sort of, you know, bleeding out the clock at the end. And I think that the majority of Singletary's yards have come in the second half of those games. That could happen this week. I'm not saying that it can't. I mean, Buffalo could be up 14 uh, but I don't think they will be. I, mean, like, I feel like this will be a closer game, a game that is not decided in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, definitely I would look toward Allen's uh, going over here because it looks like he is yeah. a man possessed out there, running over the middle, running on the yeah. outside, is just taken into his own hands. I, I could not look toward Singletary's over here again because I, like, uh, I do feel like it will be a closer game. But the, the one that I do have interest in is Allen over on the, uh, on the 48 and a half there. Mahomes, actually, I think there is some – some value here on the under i do like uh, a little give me a little plus or or is it minus 102 on the under and minus 130 on the over is that right am i reading that right that is what the graphic is displaying right now let me check to make sure that is exactly the juice and yes it i can't is. get any over or minus, juice to minus 130 on, the, on this yeah drop? interesting i can't I can't get any plus. Thanks, FanDuel. Come on, guys. Give me, come on, John. Come give on. me some plus on the under on, on Mahomes here. Minus 130. Get, get a plus 105, 110. I'll pass on both. We'll hit the line of John Sheeran. 
the director of trading at yeah, FanDuel Sportsbook after this, Craig, to make that a little bit more enticing. But clearly the FanDuel Sportsbook, with that much juice for a rushing yards prop for Patrick Mahomes, feels that he is likely to get at least in the mid-20s, if not to 30. You can also then go to the passing yards props and you will find a passing plus rushing yards prop for both quarterbacks and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is passing yards prop 281 in a hook. The passing yards prop for Josh Allen, 275 and a half. So this will be a fantastic game, Craig. On Sunday night, we all hope and expect inside Arrowhead Stadium between the Chiefs and the Bills. Not often do you see a total booked in the mid-50s and a spread that short of only one and a half points. But as we look at the AFC Championship market again, Craig, you see the Chiefs as the favorites at plus 165. The Buffalo Bills, the second best price at plus 230, which leaves the number one overall seed in the Tennessee Titans there with the third best odds to win the conference crown at plus 320. The Bengals, the longest number at plus 550. Craig, as you evaluate this marketplace, which number stands out to you? You know, Derrick Henry is, is, a, is an equalizer among these four teams. He's, he's such a huge impact in a game where this guy just busts off an 80-yard touchdown, and that changes everything. We haven't seen him in a while, and I think people forget just, you know, sort of the things that he can do and has done in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, obviously what you're hoping here in this spot, uh, you know, in, in terms of getting, I think, the most value is taking Buffalo you're, you're getting more than two to one here. Uh, you know, you're under the assumption that you feel like Buffalo can win this game. And then, of course, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Ben, they would be at home against Tennessee next week. Is that accurate or inaccurate? No, Tennessee is Tennessee the number uh, one seed. They are right. OK, so Buffalo correct, would have to yes. go to Tennessee next week, too. You probably could get some plus money a little bit, maybe on a money line. Although, you know, the way that the games are shaping out this week, if Buffalo was to win, in uh, in Kansas City and Tennessee was to beat Cincinnati not by like 30. I think Buffalo would probably be favored in Tennessee next week too. Uh, so your best bet at that point would be, and probably the final time that you can get any plus money in terms of a money line bet would be taking uh, Buffalo this week. So my, my guess is that would be the direction of the four teams that I'd be interested in. Yeah, if you're interested in the Bills winning outright in Kansas City, plus 108 on the money line for Buffalo right now. And again, a short spread of only a point and a half that's about 34 cents of difference between Kansas City and Buffalo but in that AFC title market of course a bigger gap there between the Chiefs and the Bills although not the largest we have seen not even a dollar's worth of a difference between Kansas City and Buffalo and if the offense is good for Buffalo and they scored 38 in their last visit to KC Mo that was the most points the Chiefs gave up all year and since that game in week five the Chiefs only allowing the Cincinnati Bengals to score 30 or more points in that second to last regular season game in Cincy in which the Bengals scored 34 points to clinch the AFC North. But as we look at the first game of the divisional round, Craig, on Saturday in Nashville, the Titans, that number one overall seed, a three and a half point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. The over under is 47. Of course, Tennessee, the bye week, time to get healthier, which means we expect Derrick Henry, who practiced throughout the week, was involved in contact drills in practice, which Mike Vrabel said was a good sign and that Derrick was feeling pretty good, but yet to be activated off the IR as of yet. Craig Mish, could that happen by the time we get to tomorrow night? That is all the expectation out of Tennessee right now. Three and a half points in favor of the Titans against a Bengals team that is getting a lot of public attention, to say the least. Craig, how do you approach this matchup between the Titans and the Bengals? 
Yeah, th this is this is one under the category of probably lean for me here. I, look, if if I knew that there was a chance before kickoff, and it doesn't seem like we're trending in this direction, that I could get a Tennessee at minus three, I think I would wait that out. But it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. It feels like at the very least you may right. be you know laying three and a half or four, which is which if that is the case, you just may as well wait because I just don't think that there's any value in placing the bet now. Um, so, yeah, for me, I, I think I would go back to Tennessee here. I didn't think the Bengals, Ben, were overly impressive against the Raiders. Uh, you know, what was the difference in this game? You know, Raiders were on the 10-yard line with a chance to, you know, I mean, basically throwing the ball into the end zone to win. And people, I, I think, don't really look at that. Uh, you know, maybe it was the first game of the playoff jitters for the coach, for the quarterback. I really don't know. But Tennessee coming off a bye, getting Henry back. If I have to wait, I'll just wait until game time, lay my three and a half or four, and it would be leaning toward Tennessee for sure in this one. Yeah, I think you're right too, Craig, when you look at that number because it opened at that key number of a field goal at three in favor of Tennessee, and right now the hook added on. Cincinnati will take some public love in the market because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all of the fun we have seen out of one of the most fun teams in the NFL this year in Cincinnati, but I don't really see it moving back down to three by the time we get to kick on Saturday afternoon, the first game up of the division round. And like I mentioned, Derrick Henry not activated as of yet off the injured reserve yet. So his rushing, uh, his rushing yards prop has not been listed. Only Joe Mixon on the other side at 60 and a half for the Bengals. And then the two quarterbacks have a rushing yards prop. But Craig, there is a market, the divisional specials this weekend on the FanDuel Sportsbook where Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon combining for rushing touchdown or for 150 rushing yards at least, that's at even money on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And Derrick Henry does have a touchdown scoring prop up at minus 185 for a guy that has not played and only played in eight games this year, yet had 10 rushing touchdowns. To see minus 185 is a very interesting price in the anytime touchdown scoring prop market for the return of the king in Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. The number one overall seed in the AFC, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Bengals. Craig Mish from Fantasy Sports Today and all across the grid. You can catch FST following us each and every weekday, noon Eastern time, right here on Sports Grid. Craig, thank you so much for your time on this Thursday. Have a great divisional weekend and the rest of the week on FST. All right, thanks very much, man. Have a great weekend yourself. Thank you very much, Craig. We round out our number one of the morning after up next here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of a Thursday edition of the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. As we round out our number one, now just two days away from the start of the divisional round in the National Football League postseason, we need to hear from you, the public out there, about what you think will shake out this weekend in the NFC. Four teams remaining at the moment, all playing for two spots in the NFC championship game. What will the matchup be? That's what we asked you. Let's find out the results and fade the public. 
So that was the question. Cut and dry. What will the NFC Championship matchup be? Could it be Green Bay taking on Tampa Bay for a second straight season? Would it be the Packers and the Rams? Or could the Niners pull off the upset of the number one overall seed, Green Bay Packers, and take on either the Rams or the Bucks in that NFC title game? Not a lot of the public thinking San Francisco has much of a shot this weekend. It is the biggest spread working against them at six points of the weekend. Right now, the public expecting by a slim margin, about 43% of this ongoing and active poll at SportsGrid TV on Twitter, about 43% thinking it will be an NFC Championship game rematch, the one that we saw last year at Lambeau Field as well between the Packers and the Buccaneers. The second best or the second uh, biggest percentage on the fade the public poll right now around 40 percent the Green Bay Packers in the LA Rams that was my personal vote maybe I think the Rams could go into Tampa and hand the Bucks a second straight loss at home this year the Rams the only team so far to beat Tampa in their own home stadium at Raymond James a very interesting fade the public poll not quite as close as the AFC poll yesterday but the NFC is believed by the public to run through Lambeau Field once again. Our number two of the morning after is on the other side of the break in a sports news update from Alex Fasano.